Welcome to a single serving podcast. I'm your host, Shaney Silver, and I want to change the narrative around being single because so far it's had pretty bad PR. What if we stopped seeing single life as wrong and stopped trying so hard to fix it by finding partnership at any cost? Relationships are amazing and we deserve to have them. We just don't deserve to be miserable in the meantime. If you're ready to stop hating single life and to recognize that loving single life doesn't mean you'll be single forever, keep listening. This podcast publishes new episodes every Monday. You can find one episode per month on all your favorite free access platforms. All other weekly episodes are accessible by becoming a patron of this podcast on Patreon. You'll find the link in the show notes for this episode. By becoming a patron, you'll also get access to the Facebook group for this podcast, a supportive community space for celebrating single life, not just for dealing with it. There's so much joy, freedom, and potential in being single. My fear is that if we only ever see our singlehood as something that's wrong with us, something that has to be fixed as soon as possible by finding a partner, we'll miss out on a really important time in our lives, and we might even settle for less than what we really want. If you're sick of the shame of being single and sick of feeling helpless and unable to feel better, this is your podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a bonus episode of A Single Serving Podcast. The reason there is a bonus episode of this podcast is because my book was published today. Wow, I've waited a long time to say that sentence. Um, I'm obviously so excited about A Single Revolution publishing today. Um, There's obviously a link in the show notes to buy it. I am overwhelmingly grateful and excited and proud. And mostly I just can't wait to hear what you think. So um, that's why there's a bonus episode to let everyone know the book is officially on sale as of today. Um, You can buy the book on Amazon. You can just search for A Single Revolution and you'll find it. Um, You can also click the link in the show notes. But if you'd prefer to shop for the book locally at your favorite bookstore, just reach out to them and ask them to carry it. I know that's kind of a different process. We're sort of used to just walking into a bookstore and um, getting what we want, but I am a self-published author. So that means if we want to get my book into bookstores, we have to do a little bit of legwork as a community. But uh, really, it shouldn't be harder than an email or a phone call. And if you reach out to your local bookstore and ask them to carry my book, please let me know and I will do the same. If you're supporting me, I will support you right back and I will reach out to those same stores and ask them to carry the book as well. Just send me an email at a single serving podcast at gmail.com. Let me know which local bookstore you've reached out to, and I will get in touch with them as well. Um, as this audience is well aware by now, my dream in life is to have a book on sale at the airport. So if you know anybody at Hudson News, speak up. But um, hopefully the book is a glowing success and we find it uh, in the airport on its own anyway. Uh, If you would like to support the success of this book, once you have purchased it, uh, first of all, thank you for doing that. Um, The very best way you can support the book right now is to leave a rating and review on Amazon. I know there's already so much of our lives determined by algorithm, but especially for a self-published author, ratings and reviews really mean everything. Um, It takes 30 seconds. It can be just one sentence or too long. Um, And in addition to supporting the book, you're also helping this message find its way to many many, many more single people. So uh, thank you to everyone for purchasing and leaving ratings and reviews. That means a great, great deal to me. Um, Okay, so this bonus episode is going to include a few things. Um, First, I want to do a deep dive into a topic that has been near and dear to my heart lately, and that is um, not waiting. 
I'll explain what I mean by not waiting in a second. Um, After that, I'm actually going to read the full introduction of my book on this podcast. So you can get a sense of what the book is about. If you're thinking about buying it, hopefully it can give you a window into what's going to be contained in the book. Um, And also I'm just, I'm really proud of it and I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Um, But before I do either of those things, a couple reminders. So this podcast is always open to suggestions. Um, If you'd like to suggest a guest that I reach out to, if there is a topic you'd like me to cover, a question you'd like me to answer, um, my email is always open to you. It's a single serving podcast at gmail.com. And I write back to absolutely everyone. I am the only one checking that email. So please feel free to get in touch anytime. And then next, a massive thank you to all of my Patreon patrons for being such supportive members of this community. Patrons get a new episode of this podcast every single week. Plus, they also get access to the private patrons-only Facebook group for this podcast. And if you're interested, there is a link to join my Patreon in my bio. Um, If you ever want to get in touch but prefer snail mail, which is also my favorite method of communication, um, I have a P.O. box. My P.O. box for this podcast, uh, the address is in the show notes below. Um, I've been reading out the snail mail that I've been receiving in the Patreon episodes, and it's been such a joy. I've loved hearing from this audience so, so much. Um, And then lastly... Once you've read my book, if you would like to achieve varsity level status, share the book on social media. And when you do, please, please tag me at Shaney Silver and use the hashtag a single revolution so that I can see your post and reshare it. Okay, that is enough. That is enough of the uh, housekeeping portion of this bonus episode. What I really want to talk about today um, is waiting. More specifically, I want to talk about a life lived in waiting. So what I mean by waiting is that thing that nestles into single people's brains, the idea that we are not finished yet until we have a partner, the idea that our lives aren't real yet, that we're not fully adults yet, um, and the notion that we can't do certain things or have certain things until we find someone. It's spending time in our lives waiting for permission to be real, waiting for permission to feel like valid adults. Um, And these thoughts, these narratives are not something that shocks me because throughout life, we have all of these milestones, all of these moments that sort of move us forward into the next phase of our lives. Things like graduations, getting a driver's license, going away to college, getting your first job, things like that. There are all these moments that sort of give us permission to be in the next phase of life. And partnership and a wedding can often feel like things that are lacking in our lives um, because we think we need them to move to move on to the next phase. We've been taught to believe that this is the logical next step of life. It doesn't surprise me at all that we have this narrative. We come by these thoughts really honestly, but my concern is that we're holding ourselves back based on a narrative that doesn't need to have any influence over our lives at all. We live in a very relationship-centric society that teaches us to consider a relationship as a validating mark of adulthood. It's not, of course. You are a valid adult as you are right now. Um, And I really question whether we've ever asked ourselves, do I feel valid? Do I feel adult? Or do I still see myself as sitting at life's little kid's table because I don't have a partner yet? We have a terrible habit of needing someone else to bestow on us the validity, acknowledgement, and accolades that make us feel real or make us feel accomplished. 
One of the things I'm learning that I hate the most about adulthood in general is that we're still waiting for permission as if we're children. You don't need a partner or a wedding to graduate you into society. You don't need a promotion or a super cool professional title to tell the world that you're good at something, to tell the world that you're passionate about something. And I don't need a publisher to give me a book deal to put a really fucking great book out into the world. We don't need other people to bestow anything on us in order to view ourselves as who and what we want to be. The idea of waiting puts society in the driver's seat of a single person's life rather than the single person themselves. If you're putting your own validity on hold until you find someone You're allowing society's expectations and society's norms, the norms that they readily accept and make people feel accepted for, you're allowing those things to drive your life. And this has really far-ranging impacts um, throughout, I mean, countless areas of a single person's life. But um, the ones that I tend to care about most are actually the smallest ones, the day-to-day things that singles, particularly single women, are encountering every day. These things can add up and we're exposed to them every day. And I find that this can have detrimental effects on our self-worth because it can reiterate to us over and over and over again that our lives aren't real yet, that our lives aren't valid yet, or that our lives aren't whole yet, when in reality, of course, they are. And I have some specific examples of what I'm talking about. How many appliances have you not bought because you figure you'll register for them one day? Are you still using shitty versions of things around the house because you figure you'll just buy better ones when you're in a couple? Are you not really nesting right now because you figure what's the point? Look around your house. Does it feel like home or does it feel like your waiting room? I ask you these things with literally no shame intended. Trust me, I did all of these things for a decade. You are definitely among friends. Have you ever factored a non-existent relationship into a decision you've made in the present? I have. Have you let a future version of yourself hold the current version of you back? If you have, again, we come by these narratives very honestly And we also don't have to hold on to them. You can let them go. That's allowed. It is not required of you to participate in limited, lack-driven narratives around singlehood. You're allowed to look at your current life as valid and to stop seeing it through a lens of someday when I'm married. Your life doesn't deserve to be temporary just because you're single. You're allowed to look at your current life as permanent without somehow deciding that you're going to be single forever. Because honestly, how the fuck do you know? How do you know? Why do we so strongly associate being comfortable and content and settling into single life in a real way? Why do we associate that with somehow deciding that we're going to be single forever? Who requires that of us? Who said you have to do that? Why can't we just fully lean into our lives now, live them fully, love them fully, and still meet someone in the future too? 
There's no connection between viewing your own life as valid and real right now and your future relationships. They are not connected to each other in any way. Living smaller now in anticipation of living more fully once you're in a relationship does not make that relationship show up faster. Trust me, I tried for 10 years and nothing showed up. You're not serving your future self or your present self by living in a way that's constantly anticipating some future state while viewing your present state as temporary or not enough. You are enough, more than enough, and you are allowed to fully live your life and enjoy your life right now, not only once you've found someone. If and when you partner in the future, that relationship is simply adding to an already complete life rather than completing an incomplete temporary life in waiting. I urge this community not to view single life as as a temporary placeholder life. Right now it is a valid life and it is as whole as you make it. I saw my single life as something to just get through until the real part of my life, the coupled part, started. I lived that way for 10 years, and the coupled part never came. There is so much, 10 years was so much of my life to have ignored in anticipation of a future version of it. So don't be like me. <laughs> don't, don't spend that time only living for some future version of yourself that is partnered. Live fully right now. Because your life is real right now, and you are allowed to live as though it does, and it does not preclude you from having a partnership in the future. There's no amount of reframing singlehood, loving single life, living fully, living in a way that you feel whole and real. No amount of that can ever prevent you from meeting someone in the future. You're not giving off vibes. By doing that, you're not repelling future partners by loving your singlehood. I happen to think you're doing just the opposite, but in reality, your current singlehood happiness is not a relationship repellent. It's not. You don't have to stay miserable and hate this because you think that'll make a partner show up faster. The two things aren't connected in any way. So you might as well learn to love this and feel better. The very first line in my book is, we don't have to hate this. And I'm going to read the introduction for you in just a second. But I wanted to start it that way because I don't know if singles who have never reframed for themselves, the singles that are currently miserable and struggling with singlehood, I don't know if they've ever realized that hating singlehood is not a requirement. It really isn't. You are allowed to love single life and still meet a partner in the future. Or not. I don't know. I can't predict your future for you. But I can guarantee you that your happiness with singlehood has nothing to do with it either way. They're two totally separate things. And I'm very tired of the narrative that single people, particularly single women, can't even entertain the idea of being happy while single or else that's somehow going to communicate to the universe that you don't want a partner. That's ridiculous. It is holding us back. It is keeping us small and it is wasting our time. So 
that's my, that's my thinking on the topic of waiting, waiting to feel real and waiting to feel whole, waiting to do the things that you've always wanted to do. You don't have to wait to do anything. I just wanted to tell everybody that. Okay. So in celebration of launch day, I am going to read you guys the full introduction for my book, a single revolution. Don't look for a match light one. And, um, I hope you enjoy, I cannot wait to hear what this community thinks of the book. I hope it is, I hope it is supportive and comforting and helpful. It is intended to be. Um, I'm just mostly so, so excited that this is real and out in the world now it's, uh, Uh, To call it a dream feels like not enough. Um, It's a very big deal. Okay, Uh, here I go. We don't have to hate this. We don't have to hate being single. Has anyone ever told you that's allowed? Being single doesn't have to be a thing we fear, despise, or have shame about. It's possible to love this single life, to arrive at a place in your mind and heart where you value it so much that you refuse to give it up for anyone unworthy of you. I know it's scary to think about loving being single because of the negative repercussions we've been led to believe come with that. The good news is they're all nonsense. The negative narratives and limiting thoughts we have around singlehood can be rewritten and you're already reading the book that's going to help you. Don't be afraid to love being single. It doesn't mean you'll be single forever. You know what being unhappily single feels like. The wanting, the searching, the dismissal, the rejection, The confusion, the exhaustion, the unfairness, the loneliness, the shame, the longing, the jealousy, the sadness, the nothing. The misery of being single and the knowledge that it will all go away and everything will be better when you find a partner. And then you can't find a partner. No matter what you try, for how long you try it, you can't find someone for months, years, or decades. I guess the most helpful thing for me to say from the start is that you're not alone. I'm Shani Silver. I'm 39 years old, and I've been single for 13 years. I'm going to teach you how to not wince at that. I've been writing, podcasting, and building a community of single women for a long time. I'm in this world, and I know how it feels. I know how low being single can bring us, and what it's like to be willing to do anything to escape the shame of singlehood. I also know what it feels like when anything still doesn't work. There's a way to feel better about being single that doesn't require anything other than you, just as you are. Not after you work on yourself or learn to love yourself right now. For extra grins, you should also know that being single isn't actually bad. We'll get into this in detail, but for now, just trust me. How do we talk about singlehood? What are the words we associate with this time in our lives? I think of wrong, bad, flawed, sad, pathetic, and desperate for a start. That's how we've heard singlehood discussed and depicted. Single itself is a negative term. One so baked into our society is indicating lack that those experiencing singlehood believe there's no other way to see it. Singlehood is an assumed negative in need of repair via a relationship. It's so easy to casually accept society's view of singlehood and essentially never give it a second thought, or an original thought. In our society, the default setting of single is wrong. I hope it comforts you to know that there is most definitely another way to see singlehood, and another way to live it, 
I live happily single every day while still wanting a relationship and looking forward to one. At the same time, I also don't feel so compelled to find a relationship that I make myself miserable with the search. It is possible to breathe, to let go, and to relax. If you're ready to stop being unhappy just because you're single, you're reading the right book. This will all sound new, different, and maybe uncomfortable at first. It's okay if it takes time and practice to change the way you think about being single. I'm sorry, to change the way you think and feel about being single. Read your own book correctly, Shaney. This doesn't have to be an instant overnight thing. Whatever pace you're on is perfect. It took me a decade. Trust me, you're already doing great. I'm not going to tell you my dating and singlehood horror stories because you've already heard them. You've already lived them. They're not entertainment. They're not dinner party conversation. They're tiny traumas that add up over time and we don't deserve them. We have so much more to talk about than the terrible things that happen in the dating world. But for some reason, singles as a community never really talk about anything other than dating. So I'm in a bit of a rush to get started. Imagine the deepest, darkest pit of singlehood despair. And then imagine living there for a decade. That was me. When I say I understand... When I say I sincerely needed to hear everything I'm about to tell you, please believe that I've been through it, because I believe you. If you're a single woman of any age, but especially over 30, on one side there's societal single shaming, and on the other there's an exhausting, belittling, and punishing dating culture. Single women are stuck in the middle. That is, quite frankly, fucked up. Single women are not less... We are not lower status or class. We have the same value as any human being currently coupled. But the world tells us something different every day, so we feel low. We come to understand that the only way out of singlehood unhappiness is finding a partner. But what if it's not? For 10 years, I hated every waking moment of my single, swiping life until it exhausted me to the cliff's edge of madness. Instead of losing it, I decided to change my mind. I decided to find a way out of single misery that didn't involve finding a boyfriend. I found it, and I'm bringing single women with me. Because swiping isn't working for us, but this is. This book is designed to set us free from societal single shaming on one side, and an impossible dating culture on the other, without needing a partner first. This is not a beach read. It's a guidebook, though feel free to read it on the beach or any other place you enjoy your free time. Oh, that's one of my favorite things about singlehood, free time. A single serving podcast, my podcast, launched in April 2019 because I wanted more content created for single women that was not about dating, and I couldn't find it. Everything was about the horror stories, the dating advice, the fucking bachelor. Everything came at singlehood as if it were a negative state of being that required dating and partnership in order to correct it. I believe there was much more to talk about and much more respect due to single women. So I try to give us that once a week. If you'd like further support after reading this book, check it out. Removing the shame and stigma of singlehood for yourself is thoroughly life-changing When we love our single lives, we stop exhausting ourselves by treating every waking moment as an opportunity to find a relationship. We stop staying in relationships that aren't working, 
because singlehood is no longer something that sounds worse. We stop feeling crushed when a match or a first date doesn't turn into more, because we're not hanging every hope we have on them. We don't force ourselves to have feelings for people we feel nothing for, because we don't have to. We set ourselves free in countless ways, and we begin to live a life unburdened by the negative narratives of singlehood. I'm often asked for my light bulb moment, the second I knew I wanted to change the way I thought and felt about being single, as if a switch flipped and suddenly everything changed. In reality, it wasn't just one moment, it was a series of moments that took time to come together into a completely changed way of looking at single life. You'll read about a few of them in a little while. For now, if you want to know the first time I ever considered that feeling better was possible, imagine this. I was visiting home in Fort Worth, Texas, sitting in the back seat of my mother's SUV. We were running pre-Thanksgiving errands. There's nothing like sitting in the back seat as a 30-something to spark contemplation of your entire life. At that point, I'd been dating to zero avail for six or seven years at least, and I was in a pretty low place mentally and emotionally. Squished in between the dry cleaning and the bulk artichoke dip from Costco, a thought rose up in my brain like a weather balloon. You don't have to find someone for your life to start. There it was. Permission. Permission to live fully. To live real. I'd never had that before. Until that moment, I never thought that I was a valid adult because I was single and therefore missing a key component of adulthood, a relationship. It would take several more years and several more light bulbs, but I got there. I changed my perspective and I found a life I love without having to find someone else first. Hopefully by gathering it all in one place, I'll have made things a little more streamlined for you. I wrote this book for all single women who are so damned sick of feeling ashamed, helpless, and exhausted all at the same time. We deserve wonderful relationships, and we don't deserve to be miserable until we find them. Through single shaming, social media comparison, and a dating culture akin to a festering bog of chemical waste, single women receive nothing but messages telling us that we're wrong. Every product, television show, movie, song, or piece of content created for us relates to solving singlehood via dating and partnership. It's society's way of reiterating to us, over and over again, that we're not real yet. Our dating culture and single-shaming society both tell us that our singlehood is a problem that's all our fault, while passively watching dating itself get continuously more trash, and honestly, a revolution is the very least we can do. Blame isn't working for single women. All of the this-is-why-I'm-single memes aren't helping anyone, and honestly, they weren't funny to begin with. I don't like limiting my beliefs about singlehood and dating so much that they can be attributed to or blamed on anything, and certainly not solely on single women who bear the brunt of what dating culture has become. Modern singlehood can be a miserable experience, and a lot went into crafting this culture. My personal theory, just one of them, I have many, is that dating advanced from a technological and cultural standpoint much faster than societal views of single women did. The words used to describe us are relics of a very outdated way of thinking about being single. We're dating in the present and being shamed in the past. Seems fair. My fear is not that single women will end up alone. I've yet to see a clear indication of when end up actually starts. 
Instead, my fear is that single women will continue to focus so narrowly on finding someone that they restrict the aperture of their lives down to a pinhole. We are sitting on the freest, most potential-filled parts of our lives. Let's reframe the way we think, and therefore feel, about being single. Let's learn to let more light in and live. This is not about data and numbers. This is not yet another tool to scare single women by feeding us stats about how many more women than men attend college or whatever else people want to turn into clickbait today, while at the same time not giving us any sort of coping strategy or solution. I can't solve the numbers, but I can help you feel better no matter what they are. This is about the day-to-day reality that affects the lives of single women and their self-worth, and how to feel better as we move through the world. Understand that you deserve to feel better about your singlehood, and feeling better is within your capability. There is value in you, just as you are right now. I'm sorry that societal single shaming and dismissive dating culture have tried to cloud that value from your vision. I will not simply point out a problem. I will provide an actual solution that's achievable without reliance on anyone or anything outside of ourselves. Dating sucks? No shit. Let's stop sending screenshots to our friends and posting rants on social media and start actually fucking doing something about it. As mentioned, I'm quite direct. I hope you're on board. A single revolution will offer more support, comfort, and strategy than an Instagram meme where the joke is made at our expense. More than a dating show that treats singles like modern-day gladiators. More than a dating coach who wants to take your money but still can't tell you when and where to meet your fucking husband. In order to help single women open up to new narratives, we need to reframe everything we've been groomed to believe about single life. It would also help if the book outlining that reframing wasn't embarrassing for single women to hold on public transportation. That's why this book's title and cover reflect the fact that we don't need another piece of work that assumes we are inherently less than, self-deprecating, or in need of repair. You are not less because you're single. You are infinite because you are. The way out of single shame involves self-worth and acknowledging a valid life full of freedom and possibility, instead of shrinking our desires and self-esteem down to crumbs because the world tells us we're lesser beings. The world is either lying or moronic, and I have no patience for single shaming either way. We have agency over what we do and how we feel, and we don't have to do or feel as we're told. We can can choose to stop lowering our standards and instead require that the rest of the world simply rise. This book is a shame-eradicating, feel-better guide for every single woman who is sick of this shit. I know how to change your perspective on being single— how to shed the shame, and how to see the value of singlehood, rather than holding on to how flawed and in need of fixing the world wants us to believe we are. I know how to feel better, to feel really good, about your single life every day, and I love this community too much to keep it to myself. We as singles can debunk the bullshit, reframe the reality, and see the value in our singlehood before it's gone. That is possible, and that is allowed. You don't have to exhaust yourself and your sanity trying to find a relationship. You don't have to wait for a partner for your life to start. You don't have to stop wanting a relationship to start loving your single life. And you don't need a match to burn the negative narratives of being single right down to the ground. Welcome to a single revolution.